You're listening to the Big Locals Podcast, a podcast platform built to serve the locals. Join us as we follow the innovative, eccentric, and movers and shakers of the Denver community. Brought to you by the not-so-local host, Ian Jimeno. Shop local, support local. Big Locals Podcast. Welcome to the Big Locals Podcast. My name is Ian Jimeno, and thank you so much for listening to the second episode of season two of the Big Locals Podcast. This episode of the Big Locals Podcast features Melissa and Jake of the Kids Table, probably two of the coolest people in town, Uh, maybe in the world. I don't know. Uh, I have not yet met the other six-ish billion, seven-ish billion. I don't know. Um, I don't know that many people. I have never had mac and cheese like what Melissa produces. And quite frankly, I've tried 80% of their menu from the classic mac and cheese to Carolina barbecue mac and cheese to the Frito Bowl mac and cheese. And what's even more amazing is that it's all vegan. In the interview, I talk about a story of when I brought a box of the Carolina barbecue mac and cheese back to my dad, and he was none the wiser of the veganness of it all, which says a lot about their product. And there are some good laughs in the interview, um, some good stories, and ultimately some good lessons and sticking through with your passions and see what comes of it. And uh, Melissa talks about her call with Victoria, who slapped some sense into Melissa to continue pursuing the kids' table. So kudos, Victoria, kudos. Thanks for, uh, you know, without your help, I wouldn't have been able to try out the kids' table. Nice. Uh, so many good shout outs from the grandma's table to several vegan-based business owners, this is an episode you do not want to miss. Uh, Be sure to leave a like, follow, subscribe, review, five stars, or whatever for the podcast. I want the world to hear about the up-and-coming Denver entrepreneurs and artists of this day and age. Now, as far as shoutouts go, Melissa and Jake of The Kids Table wouldn't have been able to get this far without their own support foundation. And every person and organization they mention in the show is in the show notes for your benefit. The featured artist that I will be playing throughout the episode was strongly recommended by Melissa, Rachel Lynn. Rachel Lynn's song called Song for the Dead is an introspective song with dreamy guitars and vocals. And this local artist has a couple of songs on Spotify, but you should actually just check out her Bandcamp, where she has a lot of her newer singles and older EPs available for download. And a little birdie told me that she's also coming out with new singles in April and May. So stay tuned and follow her on all social media platforms and grab her music along the way. I will put her information in the show notes as well. One more huge shout out to Pablo Villalpando out in the San Jose, California area for working on the big locals website. Pablo himself has a local mindset, helping out the smaller businesses and side hustles such as this podcast, with a bartering system. I agreed to trade some of my home-brewed beer for his services on the website. Check out his own website and become part of his own bartering system. Or if you need an SEO expert, search engine optimization expert for your website, look for pablovielpondo.com. I'll put his website in the show notes, so check that out. Now, without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Melissa and Jake of The Kids Table. and Jake of the Kids Table. Welcome to the Big Locals Podcast. How are you? Very good. Doing great. Nice. I'm digging the overall vibe of your kitchen, by the way. Um, what's that centerpiece right above your stove? Um, it's a tiger eating a woman's boob. Um, cool. it's, very, it's uh, provocative, yet also art. 
you know? Made of glass. <laughs> Looks sick. We actually like met a dude in our neighborhood and he ended up taking us back to his house the same night and he just had all of these random things and I was like, Can I get that? Like for ten dollars or something? He was like, Oh, ten dollars, that sounds sounds great. And I was like, Oh, I guess I could get that for five, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's a very cool, weird thing that we own. You have some really good negotiating skills. Like, oh shoot, I should have <laughs> did five. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I think I like the provocativeness and the danger of it all. You know, tigers eating birds. You just don't see that every once in a while. No, cool. but then Jake has like two nephews and a or a niece, and they come over, and I'm just like, just don't look in the kitchen. Just, I gotta stay away from that. We have to think about some of our art and just put it away. <laughs> That just means you guys have really good taste, if you ask me. Um, usually art is, it pushes the boundaries, you know? You know. <laughs> like Fembots and Austin take- Powers. It sort of came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you put all the art around the kids' table. Perfect. <laughs> you got to put up your own um, coloring book art and sort of replace it. You know, just like swap it out or like have those haunted houses that like flip you know like oh shoot they're coming you push a button and all the art just flips into like something more g-rated you know hurry pg (laughs) the pg button (laughs) so i do want to start off um asking about animals um you know i i I do enjoy dogs and i've seen that you guys have a lovely friendly licky dog um can you tell us a little bit more about your puppy um, yeah, she is 15. Her name is Hershey. She is a total raging bitch. But I love her so much. And she's so sweet yet sassy. And I literally she's the first dog I've ever gotten since I was like 12 years old. So, you know, a lot of love and care into this one. But um, poor training since I was a literal child. She's great. Hershey her. sounds like a diva. You know, not, oh, not, she's such a diva. Yeah. Is she allowed on the furniture? She's running at my feet right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> Good girl, Hershey. Good girl. <laughs> That's my girl. Um, is she allowed on furniture in your bed as well? Oh, yeah. She would not be able to sleep if she wasn't on our bed. It's a whole thing. Neither would we. We'd be whining <laughs> all night. <laughs> We'll have to bring her to like a night market or something once the weather gets better. But it's it's just a whole thing having her out in public because she just needs to be held. My tiny baby. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say that um, people are very welcoming to different things, but having a dog while you're preparing food is kind of a... It's ground upon. I don't know. All caps. Saran wrap it. I also saw that you guys played around with ferrets as well. Um, Do you guys have ferrets? This is a very important question. This is very important to me too. Um, Yes, we do have two ferrets. They're also both elders. (laughs) One is seven and one is four. Actually, they're about to be, it's about to be their like gotcha birthday, but um, my friend was fostering them and they were actually going to euthanize one of them at the shelter that I used to work at. And I ended up having to watch them and I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep them. Like they're mine now. And it's been so fun. Definitely first set of ferrets, but they are just little rascals. Like we had a friend over like a few months ago and they took her whole purse and put it under the couch. And I was just like, I swear, like I don't train them to take wallets. <laughs> um, <laughs> they will steal wallet shoes. It's, it's a whole thing. Like, you have to you have to worry. You have to be on edge at all times. They're actually out right now, and I'm hoping that they just don't do anything bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm curious now. What do you mean by do anything bad? It sounds like they're like rats, but with long bodies. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're and- they're honestly like vermin that we think is cute. Like, <laughs> well, like Floki, the boy, the blonde boy, he will chew on wires. So Jake has like. You know, like Apple chargers are very expensive, and he's almost chewed through Jake's like new MacBook great. charger. It's great. And the I love girl, him so much. yeah, I love him so much. So that's Floki, and then PP is the is the other girl, and she, uh, yeah, she just steals steals everything, all of Hershey's 
things she steals and I can't find them. You guys got, uh, I, I feel like you guys got a new business plan. Um, like have guests over, um, tell them to bring their chargers, like, or maybe just play a game <laughs> on their phone, have them chew up their charger. And then maybe while they're looking for their wallet, they're like, what the hell? I drove with my wallet. I swear. And then, I don't know. There's, there's some sort of dynamic here that I'm, I'm missing. Free wallet, and then you learn how to repair chargers. So you offer repair on the spot. And when I get it back, you're missing an ID and cash, but you got everything else. All right. We just kept a few things. I think Jake's on to something. I feel like it's a really, really good idea. Thank you so much for your music recommendation, by the way. Rachel Lynn is a solid recommendation. And uh, I didn't Whoa! get a chance. Sorry. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Rachel Lynn. I did not get a chance to see some of your other recommendations, but uh, I know that you guys are very avid music goers um, back in the day, um, in the before time, if you will. I, I'm curious, you know, with someone who's not so into the Denver venue scene or music scene at the moment, um, what places did you go? You know, I, I can mention so many other things in San Diego where I'm from. And uh, I was almost that shows almost every other weekend. And um, what's sort of the comparison here in Denver? You know, I've heard of like the Oriental and um, the Oriental. <laughs> <That's all I laughs> well, firstly, did you ever go to the pink room in San Diego? Or isn't that what's called? The pink Yeah. The pink room, that place the ruby room, and the pink elephant. I, you might be pink, mixing. Yeah, we either one of those. It's like a vintage. Yeah, type. ruby room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that place is very cool. Um, but here, I would say uh, we really like Globe Hall. That was actually the last um, show that we went to with Beach Bunny and Field Medic. Right before it was like literally right before things shut down, where I was like worried it wasn't going to happen. Honestly, shout out to all the DIY places in Denver, like uh, Nude City and Seventh uh, Seven Circle. Um, Seventh Circle Collective, yeah. Horse. The Hor- well, Horse Ram RIP. But yeah, there's oh, a lot sorry. of really cool <laughs> DIY spots in um, in Denver. So, mm-hmm. like, it, well, like we came from Portland before here, and it was all just like big venues, forty dollar tickets every time, twelve dollar beers. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to come here and there are like a lot of good spots where you can watch music and it's, you know, not insane. Like Larimer Lounge also highly recommend. It's on Larimer Street. (laughs) Um, Definitely a DIY scene, like number Mm -hmm. one. Have you heard of the something circus, uh, the second floor circus, the downtown circus? Oh, shoot. I forgot. But I was talking with Han of Loverboy and Fine Chocolate and he said that he had this little almost like joint tray. And he said that someone made it for him at this place called the underground circus. Oh, I forgot what it was, but you can have, there's so many DIY stuff like crafts and stuff like that. Yeah. I want to know though, because I love circuses. So please, (laughs) Han, tell us. Tell me. I think that. You you guys have even the animals for circuses too. I think you guys (laughs) have a circus in our own house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> actually i guess don't like circuses just like clowns <laughs> correction <laughs> correction just making sure we're clear here <laughs> um yeah speaking of uh circuses uh are there any circuses in india i don't know i get i just know they throw baller weddings mm. and they have like this whole website where you can pay like a hundred bucks to go to an indian wedding and I definitely wanted to do one. And I just was like, I don't, I'm not going to spend the money on that. But <laughs> I know that's a big thing. Like Indian weddings are insane. And like, obviously there's just cows running, like roaming around and monkeys. The monkeys will get you. They'll steal right out of your book bag. Like a so, ferret. Like a ferret. Yeah. But what would they do with this stuff? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're going to be using the money or currency unless they've evolved to, like, actually use U.S. dollars or something, you know? I mean, they have their own barter system. (laughs) They, um, I know they'll take, like, the food, like, if there's a certain bridge that if you had food, you would have to, like, really protect it because if and also all of the like locals told us don't look the monkeys in the eyes 
Because once you look them in the eyes, like, they want you. So, like, you just, you put your head down and you walk, you walk by the trees. Like, yeah, I did not expect that, though, honestly. I was like, wow, these monkeys are, like, the villain of India. Like, wow. Yeah, no joke. I feel like this is something from Indiana Jones where, like, just don't look at the eyes of the the Temple of Doom or something like that, you know? So ominous and so, so eerie. Yeah, it's so sexy. There's something dangerous about that. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's got to be something about that. But I've never actually met a wild monkey before. They've always been behind bars, behind nets and things like that. So I'm kind of sad and a little jealous, quite honestly. Um, maybe I'll just put like cool things in my pockets, like fruit <laughs> nuts and things like that. So bananas would, or <laughs> monkeys would actually want to search my pockets. You know, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But I mean, it's all a pipe dream until it actually happens to me and they actually steal something that I don't want them to have, you know? (laughs) Knowing you, you would be able to strike up a conversation with a monkey. Hey. (laughs) I like that movie that Godzilla versus King Kong. Is that your uncle or something? I don't know. (laughs) Something stupid like that. Um, so other than India, um, are you guys looking to travel anywhere else once this whole pandemic thing is over or what's up? Um, I would say definitely after that, we just want to explore like all of Asia, especially like Southeast Asia, just places where we cannot feel like poor people because you can ball out and like, I don't know, like I've always just wanted to go to Thailand, Vietnam. I don't know if you, what's your input? Um, I feel like the sickest trip we've taken recently-ish is to Moab, Utah, and we did oh, we yeah. touched probably one percent of it. So local trip, quote unquote, would definitely be back there before too long. Yeah, true. You guys could do it now. I mean, pandemic yeah, barring, you sure. don't need to worry about that stuff. That's kind of cool. Do you know what Moab even stands for? I mean, I keep hearing it tossed around. I mean, it's like mother of all bombs. That's that's all I. That's what? Not really I've never, heard that. Huh. never heard of that? Yeah. Maybe I played too much video no. games, but that's definitely like a thing where Moab is like <laughs> the mother of all bombs, but just Do you play there. League? Yeah, I do play League. <laughs> Jake's a league. Although I don't think Moab is in that game though. <laughs> so uh, sorry to put you on the spot, yeah. Jake, buddies. They're always looking for more. They're- <laughs> <laughs> I am so down, dude. Oh, hell yeah. So, can we can we not talk about kids' table and just talk about league this whole this whole day? Dude, close the computer. I'm bringing up my gaming laptop. <laughs> so down. Hell yeah. Um, but maybe since I do have you both here, maybe we should talk about kids' table. Um, I hear from an, from the other room, I refuse to be a part of this. Okay. <laughs> um, so with a place like India and, um, you know, their diets being mostly vegetarian slash vegan, um, how at home or how uh, cool did you find these diets? And did you come home with a newfound uh, respect for new recipes or what, what What was your full on take the umbrella term? You know what I mean? It was just really cool being around people that cared so much about cows. Cause just here, it's just one thing really. And there's just this one night that hit me where, we were, I was like walking back into my school and there was, um, there was this cow that was like pretty much dying, um, on the street and literally just all of the locals, like other students that were there, everyone was surrounding this cow. And there was this one dude who was like, literally like giving it, like telling it like mantras and stuff while it was kind of fading away. And they have this whole like nonprofit in that area that will go and pick up like um, you know, deceased cows, street dogs, stuff like that. And it was just like, really, that was just a really cool moment to me to see how a different culture like acts towards this type of animal. Um, I'll just never forget that. So that was just like, mm. wow, they're, you know, they're just like, we love, you know, domesticate or we love dog or dogs and cats and stuff. And to them, the cow is like, that's their, you know, that's their pet. That's their like pet or whatever. So 
Um, definitely that I would say just like their whole different, I mean, obviously for them, it's more of like, that was more of a religious thing, but their whole different like perspective on animals and, and specifically certain animals that we don't really see in that type of light. Um, shout out India for that. And obviously also like garlic, naan. garlic, naan. come on. Top of the nut. Top Rody, notch. <laughs> Rody, yeah. Like curries, chai, they just kill it. You're going to be that person. It's like, ah, oh, it's not the same as when I went to India that one time. <laughs> yeah, <I> know, right? <laughs> you call no, this chai. It's not like India 2018. 20, <laughs> Hopefully I won't ever be. But. <laughs> well, back when I was there. <laughs> well, yeah, I totally agree with the whole uh, religious aspect. Yeah, having a religion based on the caring of uh, something as unique as cows, I'm sure they hold so many other things sacred, but uh, with something like cows where it's almost like mass produced here in America and just mistreated, not treated like anything in, in India, you know, it's such a weird culture shock, you know, I mean, quite frankly, I've never really hung out with cows in general. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hanging out with cows here in America and cows in India, I mean, I'm sure it's insane. So do they have mac and cheese in India? Is that a thing at all? I never saw any, I would say. They definitely would like have American dishes like burgers or not, I'm sorry, not burgers, um, like veggie burgers, Whoa. pizzas and stuff. But um, if I saw they had like American stuff on the menu, I was like, nah, dude, this ain't legit. We gotta, we gotta go, get the, go to like the down and dirty, you know, like. We don't want your, we don't want American food. We get that way too often. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like going to Europe for McDonald's, you know, you're, you're not going to do that. So mm. you're, you're there for a reason for sure. Like, Oh, let's go to Starbucks. Like why? Although I will have to say, I will have to say that when I was in Hawaii, I've been to Hawaii a number of times, but every time I like to go to the McDonald's there because they have spam, they serve spam and subi there. And I'm just so fascinated because McDonald's sort of like evolves with the culture, you know, like oh, McDonald's sure. in Japan is different than McDonald's in China, you know, or like in Hawaii. So I do like to see that sort of. I've only actually had a layover in Japan and they had the white grape as like a drink option. And I was like, wow, this is, this is different. I love it. <laughs> this is luxury i can't believe it. we have to we have to just move that over like welch's has got to get on their game and just make like a white grape soda or something that'd be kind of cool do you tan well <laughs> i do tan well um although when i was a kid uh, my freckles were a lot more prominent and when i got a lot more sun i would definitely get like freckles all around my nose my my cheeks and my forehead. So uh, I guess it's evolved and the freckles sort of like splooted out. So now it's more like a tan, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure. I guess I, I do tan well, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, do you great. guys tan well? I'm, I'm not sure if that question was uh, begging for me to ask you guys if you guys tan well. <laughs> no, no, don't ask us. Jake Burns. Okay. <laughs> Wait, why? Yeah, why did that come up? Hawaii? Is that Hawaii? Yeah, okay. I just okay. imagine he's okay. out on the beach, just like I love Hawaii with his spam and like a cocktail, a mai tai. I just imagined it. This can be about you too, Ian. <laughs> Finally, people like to be on the podcast, but they never ask how I am. Thank you so much. I, I am curious. Um, how you guys even came up with the idea of vegan mac and cheese, you know, um, with the, that concept. And, uh, I mean, I, I think every time that I've gone to the night market, except for one time. Um, so every time that I've gone there, I've always had one of your boxes of vegan mac and cheese, uh, whether that be the Carolina barbecue or with the Frito chips on top, I'm addicted. And so is cat. So we usually split it between the two of us. And um, we're curious, what the heck is the method behind the madness, you know? I'm just going to give a backstory because, you know, whatever. Um, I... That's what I'm looking for. That's cool. <laughs> okay. I actually, so my friend hit me up randomly one summer and was just like, do you want to vend with me at Bonnaroo? And I was like, 
you ask the right person. So I go out there and we're just vending and there, it just like clicked in me, like right in that moment. Like I was like, this is what I want to do. Like interacting with people, making food and like doing events, like, and it's just so different from everything I've ever done in like my jobs and school and stuff. So that's like where it just clicked of like, this is, I want to start like serving food and you know, months go by, a lot of transition happens. Um, and then finally it just got to the point of like, let's try to actually do this. And we had just moved to Denver and there's not many vegan options in Denver. And, um, honestly, there's not that good of vegan mac and cheese in Denver either. And shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) So I am claiming this niche. This is my claim. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, you know, we were just like making Mac a lot, right? Like for a random reason. And there was just one night where we tried it and we were like, that's it. Like, that is it. And yeah, we were just like, let's do it. And the kids' table idea just sparked off because we originally wanted to just serve a bunch of vegan corn dogs because we were just like, that's an easy, like, fast thing <laughs> to get. Um, and then we tried making corn dogs at home, and it was like way harder than we thought it would be. So, like, very difficult. Corn dog. <laughs> so yeah, and then um, we're just like we're always like I don't know. It's just this weird idea of like let's give people those those things that people say they end up missing because they go vegan. All those like childhood classics. Let's still provide that and you know, just, yeah, it's just veganized, but it's still that really familiar food that you like know and love where it's not just like too, you know, it's not just like a completely different idea. And I think she also, what made that click for was we had tried a bunch of like cashew based and like diet cheese based. And then she kind of whipped up her own recipe. That's nut free. And that's, huge for a lot of people for the allergies and we thought that was the best out of all the ones we'd made i don't know if i'm gonna be um squeezing any secrets out of you guys but what is the base then you know if it's not nut based or anything like that what is the base um it's coconut milk so coconut milk is like the main thing um and honestly, like you tell me, could you taste it really? Like, I feel like it just has this nice, like creamy texture, but it's not like, oh shit, this is a bunch of coconut, you know? So I'm going to tell you a little story. Hi, Hershey. Look at you. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you a little story. So Kat and I, actually, the latest time that I saw you guys, uh, I think it was last week, um, I brought home the Carolina barbecue mac and cheese and um i wanted to split it with everyone uh go went to go uh say hi to my mom and dad and gave them some and my dad you know he likes meat you know he's definitely a meat eater uh he's not much of a vegan dude or vegetarian dude and i told him it's like hey this is most dad yeah right i feel like it's a (laughs) rite of passage if you will you know um, like, <laughs> I don't know. Dads just love their meat, their proteins, you know, oh, sit behind the grill, you know, um, Denver Bobby. Yeah. And, um, so when Sorry, he, that's my favorite cartoon. Okay. It's so good. <laughs> I know. I know. I, it's, uh, there's so many good memes off of it and just overall great show. King of the Hill. Um, I kind of want to be him when I grow up or Bobby, whichever one comes first. Um, so I had him try the mac and cheese, the Carolina barbecue mac and cheese. And I told him what it was and he's like, oh, that sounds really good. You know, he likes bacon and mac and cheese. He likes ham and mac and cheese. So why not barbecue? And he ate the whole thing and had no qualms about it. Didn't say anything irregular about it. It was almost as if it was just a regular barbecue mac and cheese. So I think props to you guys for not maybe not converting him to like a vegan uh, diet, but like understanding that, Hey, this is edible, you know, <laughs> like there's edible vegan stuff out there, you know? So he's, no. uh, he's definitely a believer of it. And I personally cannot taste 
much, if any, difference um, now knowing that it's mo- mainly coconut milk based. So kudos to you guys for having someone who's mainly eating meat and then finally trying a vegan item when so many people just have are just turned off by vegan options or vegan foods just because they don't taste like normal uh, American diets. You know what I mean? So it, it's good that you guys are like have found that secret sauce. You know what I mean? No, that's actually some of our favorite compliments is people who are just like, I'm not even vegan and I just like love getting this just because it's like, hell yeah, like you're open. We've just, we're allowing this opening of just trying this new idea that just seems so foreign and making it actually good where people are like, oh yeah, like I could, maybe even if it's not like for their whole life, like they're just like, oh yeah, I could do that. Like it's not just going to be a straight up no. So yeah, that's that feels really cool to hear you say that. Um, speaking of, uh, the whole vegan scene too, I saw that, uh, you were pretty stoked that the easy vegan, uh, is going to be at one of the market, uh, sessions. So, um, a fellow vegan diet person, um, and also like handing out, uh, or at least creating, um, dishes and cuisines based on that diet. So that's freaking awesome. Do you guys know the easy vegan person? Yeah, so it's um it's a couple and they are so fucking cool. Um honestly, I will say like I love you other vegan companies, but like Easy Vegan is just top, like gourmet, just so like such good quality, such good food. Um I would recommend anyone go to the night market to try them, but you know, like also come by and see us too. You know, don't, don't forget <laughs> about us. But uh they're they're just they're so amazing and they're just people they also actually have ferrets too which is funny what in the world (laughs) ferrets are cool i think i think they're illegal in california are they legal here in colorado not to out you guys yeah um i would think i think they yeah they have to be because i go to like an exotics doctor who just like does ferrets and random stuff like that so i would say we're good what an incredible niche as a veterinarian you know, you know, I, I, I specialize in turtles and ferrets, you know, or something. Like that. that'd be kind of cool. I mean, honestly, like I just couldn't go to anyone else because I feel like just not, not every doctor knows about the ferret bodies. So I trust her. Dr. Lisa at Critter Care, love you. Never <laughs> met you. Loving all these shout outs, man. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> um, and just to delve a little bit deeper on your mac and cheese recipe and the additives that you put in there. So I heard that the Carolina barbecue, um, what is pseudo barbecue is jackfruit, right? Yeah. Jackfruit. Jackfruit. I mean, like what made you guys even come up with that? Are, are, did you guys have previous positive experiences with jack, jackfruit that sort of imitated that texture? And you're like, you know what? Let's put it in our mac and cheese, you know? Yeah, um, I think Jake was kind of the first to start doing that because, like, um, pulled pork is just such a, you know, North Carolina staple. And so he started making, like, barbecue sandwiches and stuff with jackfruit. And it just kind of stuck. And we were like, oh, let's make it actually, like, you know, classic, like, tangy Carolina barbecue. But it's just, I just feel like we haven't found something so similar. Like, when you look at the pictures and stuff, you could be tricked into thinking it was pulled pork. I would like to think. Oh, totally. And you had another one, Buffalo chicken mac and cheese as well. And that is not jackfruit. That is mushroom based, right? Um, I wish that'd be cool. Good idea, Ian. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> Trademark uh, <laughs> copyrights. <laughs> um, it's actually cool. You say that though, because it's actually soy curls and, there's definitely like this weird stigma against soy, even though soy is in like everything. But um, so yeah, it's um, that's cool that you're saying it's kind of like that texture because people are scared of soy. Um, yeah, yeah. So I find that so weird that there's there's such a stigma against soy. I mean, like, what's what's so bad about it? Like, what are you guys hearing on the streets? Um, people are scared of soy because of what it has estrogen but then they'll drink milk out of a female cow's <laughs> neck like i don't all that one i don't know 
my favorite fact, which I don't even know is true anymore. I just would always be like, yeah, McDonald's burgers are 80% soy. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> just throw out some random statistics. Make sure it's like an odd number too, like 83%. <laughs> just to make it that much more believable, you know? That just makes you think of I there's someone did stand up and they were making fun of slash propping up the Taco Bell ad where someone called them out for being like 20% soy meat and they were like, um, F you, it's 40%. <laughs> like, um, Taco Bell has standards, okay? Relax. Okay. Taco Bell's actually going to start doing their own fake meat, too, I'm pretty sure. No so, way. I, I believe it. Moves with yeah, for sure. They're like the most vegan, vegetarian-friendly fast food, but we're Del Taco people. Yeah, so like, shout house. out Del Taco. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to tag yeah, Del Taco awesome. on this interview. Be like, yo. Dude, hook it. Send some tacos my way. <laughs> with that beyond me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Beyond Meat companies um, were, were like, oh, crap, how do we even develop this without making like a Petri dish, um, I don't know, science project, you know? What if we just took Taco Bell's other 60% and just made it high scale, you know? I think that's, <laughs> I think that's where they're getting it. Have you guys tried any other uh, recipes with your mac and cheese? I mean, I'm already loving the Carolina barbecue and the buffalo chicken, but um, what's sort of in the works maybe or tried to be in the menu, but not so much anymore? I guess our last one, um, the last crazy thing was the Frito pie. Um, And it went pretty well with like the people who always get our stuff, but I feel like it was just kind of like a, weird leap where people are like chili like what so i would like to like figure that one out and make it so that people seem more intrigued in that i guess um i just want it to be perfect so like so instead i'm doing nothing (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's the safest way out uh you're not you're not embarrassing yourself you're not doing anything just don't even try (laughs) Um, yeah, but we're we're gonna bring back the crunch wrap this Sunday as well. It's um stoked for that. You're bringing back the witch, the crunch wrap. You gotta be there in Sunday 10, 10 to one. You you know I'm gonna be there. I I still have not been to, to <laughs> Tessa Deli, and I think it's like uh five birds with one stone. It sounds pretty violent, but I'm pretty down. What what is in the in the crunch wrap? Tell me tell me more about it. Make me salivate. So it's like a layer of um, just smashed tater tots. Um, and then it's topped with a tostada, like a crispy to- tostada. And then there's like a tofu soy riso scramble. And then our special cheese sauce and tomatoes. And it's all wrapped up in a crunch wrap. And it's um, all it's wrapped so in a hot, warm tortilla. <laughs> 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 this almost sounds like fourth meal oh, from Taco man. Bell. You guys really do love Taco Bell. Yeah. No, I mean, we completely stole the idea from Taco Bell. <laughs> but, you know, we make it better. So. Yeah. That's Taco Hell. This is Taco <laughs> Yell. <laughs> yes. it sounded better in my head i swear (laughs) so we actually started well we were doing some events through this company called gum pop presents um and then we started just kind of going out of this place called grandma's house i don't know if you've been but shout out them as well because they were the first people to give us a chance just someone with no instagram following just we really had nothing to show for our company yet. And they were just pretty much like, yeah, you can sell in our, on our patio. And um, we pretty much were just doing mostly everything out of grandma's. And then I was following weirdly. Which just seems so right. Doesn't it? The kid's table at grandma's house. <laughs> Come on, So perfect. And seeing you all grow up so fast. I mean, shoot. I mean, I remember seeing like the night market. Uh, first time I went, I think it was like mid September, maybe late September. And, you know, it was pretty good turnout. But nowadays, oh my goodness gracious. I mean, I have to get through lines and um, 
it's it, it's kind of cool, you know, seeing uh, like food trucks pull up and Four Green in itself has, has some like pretty good cocktails as well. So it, it's a one stop shop if you ask me. Um, it's pretty dope. And seeing you guys grow up also and seeing your product. Yeah, Four Green is so dope. Yeah, right. And Four Green is pretty dope. Uh, live music. I'm loving the live music and just the lounge setting. You know what I mean? It's pretty so sweet. Um, but it's also seeing you guys grow up into like the nooch, um, the brick and mortar place that you guys can sell like little, uh, packages of your mac and cheese, your famous mac and cheese, like at your local market, you guys don't even have to be there. That's amazing. What's that process been like, you know, um, has that been kind of a weird transition meal? Like, Oh, I don't cook this in front of your face. You know, I have to package it now and give it to you guys. Or what's that like? Uh, I will say starting a nooch has just been one of the like things where we were like, we got to get in here. And so that's just like, that's such a great feeling to finally be in there. Um, And it's honestly like screw Jake for saying I'm not working because it's finally created like a sort of schedule for me. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's like twice a week. You actually have to go to bed early, Melissa and like get up and drop off food. <laughs> and so it's just cool because I'm starting to see like my days fill out versus just like waiting for the next market. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm actually starting to see like this can, this can be everything that I do. And that's, it's really exciting to just finally and I mean, not to mention, like, there's probably people who are going to try our Mac that never would have mm-hmm. before because, you know, there's not going to go to night market or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's it's a really cool feeling. And I just respect that company so much for giving people like us a chance um, and just filling their whole store with local stuff. And, yeah, they're killing yeah. it. Another cool thing that turned out from that was one of the first comments Melissa got after she posted about being at Nooch was I've been, I've been wanting to try your product for so long, but I, I'm on food stamps and I can't afford to like go out to night markets. Now they can use food stamps at Nooch to buy her product. That was, I thought that was such a cool comment. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Way to go Nooch. Just giving the opportunity for several different people, not just the suppliers, but the buyers too. So that's super cool. Yeah, for sure. sure. Very cool. Um, So, I mean, I myself am not much of a, um, I've definitely reduced my meat consumption, you know, as opposed to, you know, um, not being so conscious. I mean, I, I, I graduated as a environmental geologist and you know instead of a geologist going into the petroleum and oil and gas industry i decided to go into um checking out human health hazards and more in the science role as opposed to you know the oil and gas so um i feel like i should be a little more conscious with the environment and that's kind of how i reduce my meat consumption over time um and i feel a little less guilty trying your guys' stuff so um if i were to delve a little bit deeper and the whole vegan slash vegetarian scene. Do you guys have any recommended cookbooks that um, might have someone like me ease into that? I don't know. We don't really, we don't have cookbooks, but I will say there's an Instagram called loving it vegan and they have a lot of cool. um, They have a lot of cool recipes. Um, I would say definitely just like look out for all of these pop-up places too, because they're just everywhere. And um Nooch also will always have a vegan um, food truck in front of their place. If you ever end up over there, they always have um, someone selling there. Um, I, I feel I would just say my favorite, the thing that kept me going was just fi- thinking of dishes I used to eat all the time, like pulled pork sandwiches and finding a dank replacement mm. that made me not miss it at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's a really cool feeling for people to come and get our food and be like, after a bunch of dairy, like after a bunch of mac and cheese, my stomach feels like shit. And after y'all, like I feel good and just full. And yeah, so that's just a huge thing. Just even if it's not even taking out meat all the way, like dairy seems harder, but to me, it seems almost easier just because uh, vegan milks and stuff like that's just pretty much the same so just 
replacing even if it's just the milk in your ingredient or may, or the butter especially just replacing these like easy things that um you really won't you really just can't tell the difference mm-hmm. it could be just like a first start yeah no no yeah totally and i forgot to mention that too where um the person you were talking about uh having so much milk in your diet um i mean i can eat as much ice cream as i want and i don't care how shitty i feel i just love ice cream <laughs> but maybe that's something i don't change but um I totally agree with the whole mac and cheese thing. I can only eat so much before I start to feel crappy, you know, and it just feels like a cement block in your stomach, you know, and you just don't feel like yeah. moving, you know, bubble that won't leave you. Yeah. <laughs> like how, I don't even know how the body even digests that and produces that like putrid smell. You know what I mean? So it's, and having something like what you guys are creating, it, it, it feels a lot more light. You know, um, it feels a little more like food, if you will, than like just regular mac and cheese. So I, I've definitely had a wonderful time chit-chatting with you guys, but um, I kind of want to, uh, I kind of have to wrap this up. Not that I want to wrap this up, but I have to. <laughs> um, I want to go into a section called the no-brainer questions, where um, these are questions that I will ask you and you'll be like, oh yeah, it's a no-brainer, whatever. Number one, if you had some advice for your younger self, what would it be? And I guess I'll start with Jake first. <laughs> he had it. Well, no. Well, it's just funny because we thought about this earlier and we both kind of have the same answer. <laughs> She's already talking shit without even saying anything. That's love, baby. <laughs> okay. Well, it's kind of a catch too because... Both the first thing we both thought of was I wouldn't go to college, first off. That was a huge <laughs> waste of time. I'm not doing anything in my field. I studied textiles and now I'm well, I'm doing UI UX design and also an employee at Kids Table. And but, I studied textile engineering, capital E, just like <laughs> <laughs> But if I didn't go this to college, then I would have never met the boss of Kids Table, and I would have never had such an amazing time those four or five years. Uh, Wait, and literally, you just celebrate six. It's <laughs> so cliche for the male to not remember. Keep going. Oh, no, I'm talking about the four or five years in college. Oh! <laughs> not the relationship. I mean, that's pretty good, too, I guess. Years in college. Oh man, she was like, I got so much ammo on Jake right now. Oh man, I can't believe he said this while the red dot was going. Oh my gosh, five years though. That's what he was saying. Keep going, but <laughs> yeah, I got I don't know. That's tough. I guess it would be figure out what you, it's not, it's so cliche to say, but it's not a joke. If, you can actually figure out what you want to do and actually do it. Like, that's not a joke. Like, it seems so fairy tale, but that's so real. Now I'm doing UI, like, I'm doing product design. I'm doing art as a job. And while she cooks, I'm like, I couldn't be happier with where we're at and did not need to go to college for that. That's for sure. <laughs> what about you, Melissa? I heard Jake's. What about yours? Um, so. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the joke we made earlier of, like, don't go to college, doesn't matter. But, like, yeah, obviously the experience in itself was great. But I guess um, mine would be just kind of, like, listen, or I guess just based off the story of, like, the origin of Kids Table, kind of just listen to your gut on if you feel like there's something you do really like, even if it doesn't, even if you're like, there's no way I'm going to make money from that. Who knows? Maybe it could even be a side thing and it turns into a real thing or um, just because it's so hard. Even like today, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what I want to do. Like, what am I going to do? And just I guess just investing in or investing more time into passions versus just being like, I'm not making money off of it. Why would I sell a bunch of shit? Like, actually, just do it because you like it. And who knows? There could be a way where you can make that more of your Mm. life and not just a hobby. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. And something like this where there's ulterior motives, not just with money, where uh, you enjoy it and it's life, it's energy giving as opposed to energy taking, you know? 
I, I think there's something to be said about that, especially in American culture where you're so forced to be like fast paced nonstop. You're always like looking for the next best thing to make your, the next quick buck. You know what I mean? When you have something that gives you energy, that gives you a reason to keep going, it's, you know, uh, such a different mindset and we don't, we don't cultivate that enough in our culture. So I, I think coming up with something like kids table, especially during a pandemic, um, is something that everyone should do. Come up with your own kids table, people, you know, sure. adults table, uh, middle-aged men table or something. You. If you make better mac and cheese, just, <laughs> just stay behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, I had a friend. The fact that a lot of people are losing their job and security is the number one thing right now, and it's scary. It's scary to like not have a permanent income, and it's scary to not be sure of what's going to happen next week, next month. And for Melissa to just go for this head on at a time like this. You know they're passionate about it. You know they're serious. You know they're going to try their best, and like those—that's the—that's the gigs that work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even in full adversity, you're still willing to put your heart and soul in it into it. And you must mean it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for this like extra space to be like, what do I have to lose, kind of thing. Um, mm. So it's just kind of like who knows when I actually would have actually just gone forward and done it if it wasn't for just like oh shit we're all at home i guess this is finally the time for me to like do my to-do list that i keep saying i'm too busy for a whole bunch of these businesses just wouldn't have uh even existed if push didn't come to shove you know we were so used to continuing on with our daily lives and just floating you know as much as Modest Mouse uh, loves floating on, you know, we're, I, I don't think we should just keep floating on. We got it. Yeah. You got to like swim. <laughs> you got you to gotta like swim with the current or something like that. You know, don't, don't be on that floaty unicorn. You just got to go with the current and swim with it. You know, don't go against the current, you know, just go with it. Yeah. Did a uh, big local start during this as well? It looked like yeah, it. Big local started too. Yeah. See, no. yeah. Kind of crazy, dude. All right. Um, no brainers. Question number two: uh, Who deserves a shout out, and who has supported and hyped you up along the way? Um, definitely, I would say number one. Uh, just from starting from the beginning is Grandma's House. Matthew and Greg at Grandma's House. You will probably never even know we talked about you, but. They are the ones who gave us a chance. So just so grateful for them. Um, just everyone in Night Market has just allowed us to feel like this is possible for me. I don't know. Oh, actually, also, Victoria, if you're listening to this, that's one of my girls. You were on the phone with me when I was crying, saying there's no way this is going to happen. And you said, that's not true. Shout out to you as well, because it did happen. The believer. <laughs> yeah, definitely shout out Greg because he was also one of those not he was I don't think he's even vegan or even dabbles, but he was like, This is just good product. I love it. Get out here. Let's do it. <laughs> Grandma's house where it all began. Hell yeah. Dude, I love that. You know, just like the enthusiasm, you know? I mean, even if it's something that's not I mean, even if the product is like mediocre the enthusiasm and the excitement from other people brings it to another level. You know what I mean? It, it, just don't trick me and tell me it's good if it's not. It's the only thing. It's got to be at least okay. <laughs> it's the only thing. Just make sure that it's at least okay. <laughs> I feel like that's a tagline for this whole episode. Um, so I'm curious, what is the next big thing for, uh, the kids table and what can the audience provide in terms of value for the kids table? I, well, I guess first part is we're hoping to be able to finally eventually like jar our cheese sauce so that we can be able to just put it on more shelves. That's the big hope is just more long-term shelf life and, like, we just have so many friends from back home in North Carolina who are just like, let's try it. And we're just like, we want to figure out a way where we actually could be able to, like, ship it and stuff. So I would say, like, that's definitely 
one of the big ones that I want to make happen eventually. And now I'm telling you, so now I have to do it. Yeah, I'm held accountable for it. <laughs> it's all just a trick. <laughs> it, it was. It's all just to have you guys <laughs> make it into fruition for sure. Is there anyone out there who's canned cheese and shipped it across the states? Yeah, <laughs> let us know. Also, Ian, we heard your monologue because. We were we listen we just listened to Austin's and Jake was like Ian is such a good podcast got that NPR voice. voice. It's <laughs> I wish we could be doing this in person so we could all use your nice mics too. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, I, oh, I, I can't tell you that it is the mics. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's my vocal cord. <laughs> no <laughs> filter on it. It's like oh, it's completely auto tuned. Yes. <laughs> Can I do like a to the audience? Thing? Yeah, sure. Please. I will say, I will say, um, well, okay. I'm just going to say like, also just shout out to Jake for, uh, his design work and stuff, all the design work, all everything you ever see from his table is him. So other than the pictures, you know, that's me, but, um, so yeah, like, I guess just audience, see if you ever are just like, what should I do with this logo or what should I do with my design or anything like that? Jake is uh, very good at that. I had, I had to throw that in. He's very embarrassed, but I, I mean, I, I think you, even just doing it for the embarrassment factor is well worth saying. <laughs> I'm very self-conscious about our sign. What do you think? <laughs> and you can only say good things. <laughs> Next question. Um, <laughs> no, but honestly, it was the first thing that I saw when uh, when I popped up at that market. I was like, oh, shoot. All right. You guys are upgrading. You know, you got that marquee going, that Broadway, like, hey, welcome. Now live sort of thing, you know. That's yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Kudos, dude. Kudos. <laughs> um, especially when you're like, hey, I spent all night cutting this out. So only good things, please. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, um, what is the best way for people to contact you and get more information about the kids table? Instagram, man, just message me on Instagram. I will see. I don't even have notifications for my personal Instagram because it's annoying to me. But yeah, on the kids table Instagram, I get every notification because I love it and love talking to people through that. So um, Mm. yeah, definitely. That's just the best way for sure. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. Um, I, it's pretty rare that I go back to my personal Instagram account. I think I I, I've, I took out a lot of my friends on my personal account and just have the dankest memes. So whenever <laughs> whenever I go back to my personal account, like, all right, that's why I come back. I forgot. <laughs> You're like, Brian, I love you. I didn't even realize you had a kid, but like these memes, look at these. <laughs> These are fire. Check them out. Then you're like sending them out to everyone else. Like screw your kid. (laughs) Well, awesome. I had a genuine pleasure hanging out with you guys. Um, You know, people go check out the kids table. Um, Having the wonderful mac and cheese in your belly with the knowing that it's not dairy and it's not going to create a cement block in your in your stomach. And it's just going to make you feel good after all of it. I feel like that's something to be said and just go hang out with these guys. I mean, I had a wonderful time hanging out with them. So just hang out, you know, just get to meet some new wonderful people. So um, Jake, Melissa, thank you so much for hanging out with me on the Big Locals podcast. Thank you, sir. Yeah, we appreciate you. Big Local. See you at the next market. crap after listening to this podcast again i have three things that come to mind when am i going to meet their diva dog hershey when am i going to meet their rascal ferrets and when am i going to have another properly filling mac and cheese box lots of good laughs from this duo it's always a wonderful time hearing the humans behind a great product such as the kids table and i think the coolest thing about the mac and cheese is that it's nut free so not only is it vegan using jackfruit and soy curls for those substitutes, but it's pretty much allergen-free. Don't quote me on that, but you're going to have to contact Melissa about the recipe and what's exactly in it. But that's my way of getting you to follow and connect with the kids' table. 
So make sure you uh, tell Jake how much you love the kids table sign as well, because it's a beautiful sign and expertly cut. So good job, Jake. (laughs) When can you see these two? Follow them on Instagram. They're pretty active on there and continue to be a part of the local community and farmer's markets. They will be on, oh yeah, shout out to Grandma's Table for giving them a chance as well. They're really cool people, honestly. It's one of the highlights of whenever I go to these uh, smaller shindigs. So um, they're they're really cool people. And honestly, they just wanted to connect and chit chat and um, they just want to do that while they cook your food right in front of your face. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'm freaking stoked to finally get the kids table in the spotlight. I will leave you all with the end of Rachel Lynn's song for the dead. Enjoy and thank you. As always, shop local, support local, Big Locals Podcast. See ya! I hope that-